from the Duck South Studios in Morgan City, Mississippi. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. I want to punch you in the face so bad right now. This is the On The X podcast, powered by DuckSouth.com. I didn't get a harumph out of that guy. Get the governor harumph. What we've got here is failure to communicate. Today's episode is brought to you by Advantage Multi from Bayer. Advantage Multi is veterinarian's number one choice in the prevention of heartworms, fleas, roundworms, hookworms, and whipworms. Treats and controls sarcoptic mange. Make sure your dog is protected by using Advantage Multi. I said what I said and I'll stand by it to the death. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? And now, here are your hosts, Jay Paul Jackson. You just love to hear yourself talk, don't you? Even when you're not saying anything. Rocky LaFleur. Yo, Adrian! Adrian! Houston Kennedy. Please, Houston, we have a problem. And Josh Webb. Coons. We're raccoons trying to get on our back porch. Mama just chased them off with a broom. Welcome to the On Next Podcast, powered by DuckSouth.com. I'm Jay Paul Jackson, and today I've got, of course, co-host Josh Webb and Rocky LaFleur. And I'll tell you, Rocky, are you still on a buzz from that last podcast we did? Because I'm pretty sure that he's got to be your new hero. Do you know how much feedback that that I've gotten back from that podcast? It has been crazy. <laughs> well, people people love shovelers. He sent me uh, two uh, guys. He sent me some pictures of stickers that they have made, and he's mailing them to me. So I'll, I'll get them to y'all as fast as just as soon as I get them. But uh, they made some pretty cool little decals. He's sending me a handful of them. You know, I, I mean, I've got I've gotten feedback from people just man, I, I can't believe you you said all that. Well, why not? You know, here's my thing. You know, one of the big you know one of the biggest things that I didn't talk about last week that I should have talked about are the people that take pictures of their ducks and put them on Facebook, and then they hide the shoveler in the background. Have you ever seen that? I <laughs> the people yep. that, that I hide saw the it. shoveler. I saw it not long ago at all, um, and and you know I probably wouldn't have caught it had somebody else uh, not mentioned it in a comment. You know they said I see you hiding that shoveler, and then I kind of zoomed in and you and you could see and they they had him tucked under some gadwalls or mallard or something. But yeah, that, that happens a lot. Well, let me tell you guys. So I sent you about the picture from this morning's hunt, and. Uh, I want to talk about that here in just a second, but before before we get into this a whole whole lot deeper, just to bring somebody up to speed who maybe did not catch the last edition of our podcast, we were joined by the creator of a Facebook page um, for the American Shooter Shovelers Association, and of course Rocky Lafleur, our, our you know resident guide there at Multi Island Outfitters. He sees a lot of shovelers, and Rocky is, is a uh, – he definitely does not discriminate. So we had we had a great conversation about shovelers and uh, probably got more feedback from that than any other podcast, guys, that I think that, that we've done. And I want to talk about that a little bit more. But before we get too deep, I also want to remind everybody that – 
Um, this podcast is brought to you by Four Corner Properties and real estate agent Joseph Presley. Now, Joseph at Four Corner Properties was the Mississippi Outdoor Realtor of the year last year, and he specializes in hunting property, particularly in the Mississippi Delta. Um, if you're looking for a great duck hole, if you're wanting to buy, if you're tired of trying to lease or being a member of a club, Joseph Presley at Four Corner Properties, our title sponsor, is the guy to see. So back to what I started to say, I sent you guys both a picture from this morning, and if you noticed, the shovelers were front and center in there. Did you guys catch that? I, I called it, and you even talked about it, bragged on them. I was proud of you. <laughs> yes, we did. This morning, I, I had a really, really good friend of mine, Mr. Ken Hauser, who's a guy up in uh, Kansas City. Um, he uh, called me earlier this week and came down. In addition to being a guide, he is also a taxidermist. And this morning, because he doesn't see a lot of ducks that are in full plumage up there in the area that he's from, he wanted to shoot every species of drake that we could. And you talk about a guy that appreciates the shoveler. I mean, Kent was like, God, these are beautiful birds. And this guy, he is a world champion taxidermist, Josh Rocky. I mean, he's not just a guy out there mounting birds. He has won a world championship in avian art. So uh, this morning we killed six different species of drakes, all in full plumage, and particularly uh, shovelers were, I mean, we picked out two that were absolutely gorgeous. All right, well, let, let, let's talk about this for a second, okay? Let's talk about the social media, Facebook, duck hunter, superhero, okay? This, this okay. Super, book, super Facebook duck hunter hero is taking a fat girl to the prom, okay? Now, let's just say we're taking a group picture of all the people that we go in the limo to the prom with, but I went with the fat girl. There's no way to hide the fat girl. You, you're going to pick it up. You're going to see it. If you don't appreciate it and you don't, you're, don't, don't shoot it. I'm going to go back to what I said last week. Don't shoot it. If you're not proud enough to show it in a picture, don't shoot it. Why shoot it? Are people hiding it just because they're embarrassed because people are going to make fun of them because they shot it? I think so. I really do think that's it. You know, I think it was pretty cool this morning hunting with Kent, the guy who was, you know, not only was proud to get one, heck, he wanted one because he prizes those beautiful bird. But, you know, look, everybody has their own interpretation of what beautiful is. So, you know, I mean, still doesn't mean that you got to hate on them. And if you, you know, if you do shoot it, yeah, why are you going to hide it? Well, you know, what I, I see, I think, I think a lot of it probably comes from is people at the end of the year, they can say, well, we killed 800 ducks or we killed 1,400 ducks. And, but they don't like to admit or show the fact for some reason that, that, you know, a large majority of them were shovelers. But that goes right back to why would you kill them just to have a big number if you're not going to actually enjoy it? I see that happen a lot. I can't tell you how many times I hear people say, well, we only shoot shovelers when it's slow or when we got to finish a limit. Well, but, you know, but we don't want anything to do with them. 
well, then why are you waiting out there to shoot them? I, I don't understand it. I'm with you on that, Rocky. I don't, I don't get it. Hey, your prom date's still the fat girl. Like I said, still the fat girl. Hey, I got <laughs> something else. Since we're since we're on Facebook, I have to say, and I hope, like heck, neither one of you know who this is, and we're not going to say a name. But I want to ask you a question, both of you guys. I saw something on Facebook this morning that was pretty interesting. A guy had taken a group of people and they had shot eighteen or eighteen or twenty-four ducks and had them on the water. Well, they didn't take a dog or a boat to retrieve the ducks, and the ducks are sitting all out on the water. To I me, did not see that. No, I did not see that. But I'm going to look for it now. To me. Buddy, that is a no-no. You're supposed to retrieve those ducks and give them to the person that shot them. I know as a guide that I'm supposed to in a commercial situation. And, you know, that's a that's a very touchy topic. And, it, man, you want to know something else that gets me fired up is these stupid federal laws when it comes to party shooting and when it comes to not bag limits but possession limits. If I'm allowed to hunt... 55 or 60 days a year, I should be able to put 55 or 60 days worth of ducks in my refrigerator. I'm not, okay. I'm not a commercial I'm hunter. Going, I'm with a punt gun on the front of my boat that's killing 55 <laughs> or 60 days worth of ducks in one day. Uh, that's that's the truth. But right, I'm, I'm going to touch right, on but, the first but, one. Right, yeah, before uh, we I touch want, on go ahead. a possession limit, let's talk about... Let's talk about leaving ducks on the water real quick because according to what I know, that is a big no-no. You better have a dog or a boat there to retrieve them and put them with the person that supposedly shot that duck. Am I wrong or right in that? No, that's right. And and the perfect example is, is like what happened the other day. I had a group. We knew where some birds were, but I knew that the the, the water depth was going to be a problem, not as far as hunting, but as far as getting the getting the birds. And Rocky and I talked about it, and I ended up, you know, borrowing Rocky's dog because it was either that or I could take a, a kayak or a boat. And I don't see why more people don't do that. My dog is just too young to hunt. She's just she's just too young. So I'm in between right now, and I've had to do that a couple times in the past. Is you know, you know, hey, look, uh, either you and your dog are with me in the morning, or if you're not hunting, let me borrow your dog, or or I've got a you know a little boat I can throw in the back of the truck or on top of the mule and, and take it with me to pick up ducks. But I'm I'll be danged if I'm gonna go out there and shoot them and just watch them float. Um, and well, I don't understand, I why, I don't understand why people do that. Well, I'd like some clarification here, right quick, before I comment. So, Rocky, are you saying they shot their 24 ducks? They were still out there on the water. They were about to go and get them. They just they waited till there were 24 ducks down, which, by the way, would be party shooting or they shot 24 ducks and they didn't have a boat or a dog and they were in water so deep there was no way for them to get them there was no way for them to get them at that point but they had a dog back in the truck well i don't understand that at all then yeah i don't either why would why would the dog not be right beside you even if you don't shoot if you have a dog that is capable of picking up a duck you should be there i don't understand that and then, well, and then they posted scenarios. And then they posted a video with 20, eighteen or twenty-four ducks just laid out on the water and behind them in this video. Well, I mean, to me, 
you know, they're setting themselves up. I don't know who it is. I'm glad I haven't seen it. So I'm commenting truly unbiased on it. But to me, when you do that, you're setting yourself up because, you know, you're committing an illegal act. You're party shooting. They're not divided. You are supposed to retrieve them as soon as they hit the water. At least here in the state of Tennessee, you are. And separate them right there at that time. So, I mean, that's an issue in itself. As far as the dog not being there, I mean, I can think of a couple of scenarios. I can remember a couple of years ago at Honey Break, um, we, uh, I, I assumed that one of the guys there, Drew Keith, or one of the other guys was taking their dog because they're all dog guys. They assumed that because I was there filming, I'd be bringing Ella. So they left their dogs back at the truck. So we get there and we down three or four birds and we realize nobody's got a dog because everybody thought the other guy was bringing one. But in that case, at that point, we suspended the hunt, and uh, Drew went and got a dog, or Blake or one of the guys went and got a dog. So, you know, I mean, I can see some, but I cannot see a scenario where you go, okay, we're going to leave the dog in the truck till we shoot our limit, and then we're going to bring it back and pick up all these birds. And, you know, I'm not even sure that that's, you know, legal, you know, as far as ethical, hard for me to comment on that. I really. I got know, an I even better. Que- I got a better question for y'all. A better question. All right. Let's say that there's. You see this a lot in Arkansas in the flood of timber, right? You mm-hmm. see ten or twelve people hunting a hole. They'll surround a hole, which you know. We've talked about it in the past. The way that Arkansas public land, nobody can. You know. I guess you're supposed to allow somebody to hunt, blah, 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 maybe 10 or 12 people there. When you're party shooting, how do you know who kills what when a group of 50 ducks comes in and everybody just fires up and starts shooting? How do you place the duck with the person supposedly that killed it? Because the the law says you're supposed to get your duck. (laughs) Hell, I don't need 50 ducks to come in. Earlier today, we had one bull sprig come in, and uh, we all three shot pretty much at the same time and folded the duck. You know, I have no clue which of the three of us actually killed that bird. I mean, and so, I mean, there are times when you've only got one bird and you can't tell who shot it. I sure as hell don't know how you do it when you've got 50 birds coming in and several guys shooting at the same time. And, you know, I have no clue what the purpose is of that law is I, I don't see how it matters if you and I and Josh are hunting and we kill 18 ducks you know I don't think there's a way that we can know for sure definitively who killed what for 18 I mean, birds only, three people hunting unless you shot one say, bird I'll, at a time that's what I was going to exactly. say unless one person right. stepped up and shot each time um, but and I've seen those situations where, you know, it'd be eight or ten guys. And, look, you got eight, ten guys stretched through some timber and 15, 20 ducks come in, rarely one leaves. I mean, it, it's just, it's it's mayhem. <laughs> and then you're, and then, and then that's right. How do you know? How, how, how do you know? Um, unless, you know, like we said, one guy steps up, shoots, and then next group, one guy steps up and shoots, and, and I've been on those kind of hunts too. They're fun, um, but that's the only way I can see how you would know. I mean, yeah, sure. I'm gonna sit here and say I shot that duck. 
just in case it's banded. You know, I'm not going. <laughs> you know, I'm not oh, yeah. But you know, but uh, I mean, yeah, sure. I'm gonna. I, I know which one fell into my gun barrel. But like you said this morning, Jay Paul, three of y'all raised up on the same duck. So what do you what do you do? Who's done? Who's done with their pintails? Or yeah, well, that's right. Two, two this right. year, but it's one next year. So who's done? Who's done with their pintails? In that situation, who can't shoot another pintail when it comes in? Well, I mean, you know, that's something where somebody's just got to step up. I've never, I've never encountered a situation where that was a problem hunting with a group. I mean, we've always been able to, you know, somebody's going to claim it, you know, pass them around. But now let me tell you something else, though. I have been, and matter of fact, this happened most recently last season. I was hunting with a guy that, and you've all hunted with this guy, too. Dang it, every time a bird had come in and you'd shoot and the bird would fall, he'd say, I got that one. Oh, man, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, he'll kill 15 that? or 20. Oh, yeah. Well, let me yeah, tell he'll you kill something. 15 or 20 every time he goes. Well, he won't do it if he's shooting with me because about the seventh one, you know, I'll let him go through. But about the seventh <laughs> yeah. duck, I turned and I said, hey, brother, you need to unload your gun. Well, what, 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 what are you talking about? Well, I think you just went over your limit. You know, that's the seventh duck you said you killed. You can only kill six. You know, so unload your damn gun. You're done. And, brother, You're I out. Done and I will yeah. do it again. Yes, sir. Nothing I hate worse than some jerk to be sitting there. Oh, I got that one. Man, I hammered that one. Yeah. I love it because you're going to be done if you're hunting with me. And more than likely, you didn't get them all anyway. And I'm going to have you unload your damn gun. It's over with right there. Hey, his, his, his initials wouldn't be J.M., would it? I am not going to say a word, but um, actually, no. I have never, I have never told, I've, no, no, I mean, <laughs> the bad part is we hunted with him and his stepdaddy, and man, he can claim everything. I, I You know, we were going to shoot him, talk about shooting one at a time. This is a great uh, this is a great Justin Maloof story. I'll just go on and throw it out there for all our listeners because a lot of them have heard him on our show anyway. So, uh, but I'm hunting with Justin and Steve, and yeah, we're we're shooting the bubble. It's one of those days when you're going to limit out. There's no doubt about it. We're going to do it one at a time. So, a big group comes in. I'm like, okay, Steve, it's your turn. You know, just take one of them. So uh, he says, okay. Birds come in. You know, uh, you know, get them. Boom. Great shot! Boom! Oh my! Boom! Three shots ring out. Three greenheads dead on the water. I turned and I looked at him. I said, "Steve, I thought you were going to just shoot one." And he's looking down at the water. He says, "Man, sometimes a fellow just can't help himself." <laughs> <laughs> and that's oh, something he shoot too, boy. He tripled up on us. But anyway, back to the party hunting. You know. I don't, I don't totally understand that. And I tell you, and then on the last one that you brought up, the possession limit, Rocky. This is one where you've totally stumped me. You know, you always say I know a lot about the regulations and about birds and about the migration and duck hunting, but I got to tell you, I do not understand possession limits at all. I'm not sure why they exist, what the purpose of them is. I mean, you know, I don't get it. But, uh, well, here, you know, here's why, why do we have them? Well, they were all here, here's they here's were, a crazy one to me on possession limits is okay. Right, well, right now, Rocky, what is it's a six 
personal limit, but you can't have any more than 18 possession limit for one man. Okay, but here's the thing. So we're all, uh, you know, we we all know and understand the spring conservation season on snow geese. All right. Well, right now, that's not until February, March. Right now, in season, we can kill 25 snow geese apiece. Okay, that is your that is your one man limit. But there is the there is no possession limit. So what? Right. So I don't I don't understand that. So what 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 do they why why do that and not have and have a possession limit on on a duck? Well, even here, a dove for that matter. So because see I don't under I don't understand that. Why why do that? Well, you know what I, I just said. I don't know why. I don't understand possession limits. So I'm speaking totally uneducated on this one. But I did just think of a logical reason based on the scenario that you just gave us, Josh. So let's look at it like this. Snow geese are, their population is out of control. We have the conservation season because, you know, if we don't do something, and we may not, I don't think that it's working anyway, but they are destroying their breeding habitat. I agree with that. And they're they're totally destroying it. So the idea on snow geese is let's get rid of as many of them as they can we can for the overall health. And so we don't want a guy to go, well, I can't go snow goose hunting because I'm only allowed seventy five in possession. But maybe, just maybe the possession limit exists on other ducks, you know, like mallards, because hey, uh, if a guy's got 18, and actually in mallards it would only be 12 since possession limits three times a daily bag, which is four in the Mississippi Flyway, you know, maybe they feel like, hey, we want to protect the population and there's no reason for a guy to go out and shoot another greenhead if he's already got 12 in the freezer until he consumes some of them and needs them. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just totally, you know, making that up off the cuff from just logical reasoning. but. You know, there's got to be an explanation for it. And uh, well, Rocky, why don't you find somebody for our next podcast? Yeah, we need a we need a fe- we need a federal guy on here. I mean, I'm well. Yeah, well, all I, I, I tell you laws, what, though, all waterfowl laws were derived from commercial hunting. You know, when they used to go out there with a punt gun, and they realized that they had to put laws in place to protect the the waterfowl. And you know, but those there's there's no commercial duck hunting anymore in the sense of you know we're going out here and killing five hundred canvas back today to ship on a train up to new york that that's not duck hunting anymore, so those laws are so old they don't really pertain to duck hunting as it is today or goose hunting you know I disagree I disagree i I believe that I believe the origin may have come. Exactly. Actually, I know the origin came exactly like you said, but I believe that it has changed over time, and I think that our game laws now are more about conservation and and that, you know, in planning they take an overall much bigger picture, and, and I do think that they change. I don't think that it's, a, you know, still based on something antiquated. I believe that and the possession limits, hey, they just changed from double the daily bag limit to triple the daily bag limit just last year. So obviously they're being looked at, and there's some adaptation there. I'm, 
I just don't understand why we have a possession limit. Okay. Well, let, all right. Well, let's, all right, let's do it this way. All right. In Mississippi, you're allowed three bucks, five does. Correct, Josh? That's right. Yep. All right. Yep. All right. If I want to kill eight deer and put up eight deer of work, eight deer, process eight deer and put them in my freezer, there's no possession limit on deer. It's not three times the three times the daily limit, which is one. I'm allowed eight deer in my freezer, right? Right. Well, okay. So, and I see where you're coming from on that. Also, how do you know um, what deer? How do you how do you know once it is? Because okay, what I'm getting at is in like at the lodge, you have you know you have to mark this. This is Jay Paul's ducks in the freezer. This is Josh's ducks. This is Rocky's ducks. But in a freezer with a deer and a processor, yes, it is that way. But in the same sense, what, why, don't, why don't you have to do that with a deer at your house? And to me, the only thing I can see is that's where that is the difference in federal regulate federal government regulating a, a an animal versus a state because the feds don't have anything to do with a deer. So there's something there on the federal side, would be my guess. You can't open this freezer right here that I'm standing next to and tell me which one of those was a buck and which one was a doe last week. You can't I, tell I me mean, that. But now you could open it up and tell me which one was a mallard and which one was a deal. I, I think the snow goose law is the dumbest law in place. I may get busted by the feds this weekend just for stating my opinion about this, but this is so... <laughs> Are you talking about the uh, like a the snow goose a limit the snow goose? You talking about well, having a limit on them? All right, you, you let me go back. You mis you mistook the daily limit in Mississippi is twenty. You can kill twenty snow geese okay, today. I, I couldn't remember if it was twenty or twenty five. I don't hunt them, so I don't know. But all right, but twenty, and it's the possession limit. There's no possession limit on them at all. Freaking A, dude. Let people kill them. Just go kill as many as you want. And well, that's the way come, I kind of view that. Is, a little bit. I kind of, that's the way I view that as, as look, you know, here's this this limit. You have to stop at this point. But if we catch you with 150 birds in the back of a pickup, we're not going to do anything to you. I mean, so do you... You I mean, no, what I'm saying is, how is that not the the mentality? How is how does that not become the mentality? Because that, I mean, I mean, look at it. Oh man, it, it's it's not a conservation season. I can only kill twenty, but I can have in my possession a thousand. So do I kill twenty, take twenty to the truck, come back and kill twenty more, and then take them to the truck? Unless somebody's watching you. So 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 what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So so what is sure. the how is that not everybody's mentality? I, that's what I don't understand about it. Why would you have no possession limit and still have a bag limit? Now, I mean, we are talking about only in a only during season, the conservation season, no plug, no limit, you know, stuff like that. But but we're talking about right now, I, and that's what I don't understand about it. And it, I'm I'm just I'm, I'm ignorant on it, I guess, because I because I don't know. I'm uneducated on it. I don't know. But I have a lot of questions for somebody when they join us on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? And I'll tell you, what, I really believe that we just pretty much summed up the fact that we're not going to be able to uh, 
figure this out today on our own. So, you know, we're going to have to have somebody come back uh, on hopefully our next edition. Maybe you guys can find someone that can come in and, and give us the reasoning behind it. And I'd also like to, to hear about um, why we have laws governing party hunting, you know, exactly uh, why it is that you cannot, um, you know, we can't go out, the three of us say, okay, we're going to kill 18 ducks. We got to each individually kill our six. You know what? Where the origin of those laws come from? I'd love to get a federal game warden on here. I, I think that if he could come in undercover, up under a different name, and talk, man, it would be. You know, but they're not allowed to do anything that's not approved. We'll get a, we'll get a retired from the, higher, from the higher ups <laughs> in Washington. We'll get a retired one and let him use a different name. Well, that is, you could do that. I'm, I'm yeah, just, so, look, I have a, I have a lot of questions. I mean, we all do, obviously, and I, you know, I want to know. Yep. I just at least an idea. <laughs> at least an idea. Well, right. Hey, I've got one. I've got one. I've got one before Go we wrap up. Let me let me give a piece of advice to all all the superhero duck hunting guys on social media. Stop posting your pictures online. Just a piece of advice. I had a federal game warden, which I am friends with, tell me that the number one place that they look for ducks and where people are killing ducks, guess where? Social media. Stop posting your pictures trying to look like some kind of superhero because you killed some ducks. Big freaking so, deal. Look, because that goes you, right... It, it, if you draw enough attention to yourself to cause a federal game warden to come check your place out, guess what? They're not coming to make a social call. They're not coming to check your licenses. They're going to find something wrong on your place. Whether you yeah, ran your dog. Deal, hold on, hold on. Whether you ran your dog through the stalks of corn on your place to go fetch a duck, guess what? They got you for manipulation. They're going to get you for something. Don't be a social media hero just because you can post a picture of 18 or 12 greenheads on social media. You Don't know, give people Rocky, a reason this, to look around. <laughs> this is another place I disagree with you. Hell, let them post. Let them do it. I mean, if they're stupid enough to set themselves up, you know, then you shouldn't even have to tell folks that, hey, don't be posting if you're doing something stupid and maybe even if you're not, I mean, so, you know, I say if they're stupid enough to do it, let them roll. Yeah. But why would you want a fed poking around your place? Because everybody's got something wrong on their place, no matter how minute or how intentionally big it is. Right. They're, they can, yeah, the laws yeah. are written in the That's favor right. of the game warden. They can find something wrong on your place. All right, but guys, well, look, listen, you know, what you're saying there is you're saying that every game warden out there in this world, when they come out to check you, they're looking to find something to write you a ticket for. And I don't believe that that's 100% the case. I, I, I do. I don't. I do with feds. If a fed is at your place, he has a reason to be there. Feds do not make social calls like a state game warden. Something is going on for them to be there. Oh, I agree with that for the most part. I mean, every now and then you'll get a random check where they're coming through an area and they're checking everybody. But if they pull up, 
you know, more than likely they're pulling up looking for something. Yeah, I just don't think that all game wardens uh, are that way. I mean, here in Tennessee, I've got some good friends and in Kentucky and Missouri um, that are awesome. They're conservation officers, and they're great, and they use common sense. Now, I will also say, though, I have seen guys out there that were looking for anything they could possibly write you up for. Earlier this year, while hunting up near Alder Slough in Missouri, they had a checkpoint right outside of the WMA. Of course, it's a public hunting area. But they had probably 10 COs there. And I promise you, these guys were looking for any reason they possibly could to write a guy a ticket. We were, we were stopped for over 30 minutes while they checked us. And but one I'm of not, our guys had... But I'm not talking sons. state game wardens. I'm not talking state but, game but, wardens. I don't think, but I don't think all feds are out to get you. I mean, yes, if they're coming to your place, there's probably a reason. But, you know, just the general stuff, I don't think they're looking for a reason to ride a ticket any more than most state guys are. Are they, you know, the thing is that, Rocky, I think that the feds, because they're spread a lot thinner also, they're there with a whole lot more purpose. You know, if they're in an area, they're there for a reason. You're right. But... You know, if they hear a guy in, in around Morgan City doing something wrong and they're just sweeping through checking everybody, they're not looking at everybody that they check to be a violator. They're looking into that one guy and they happen to be, you know, hey, you, you're coming out of, you know, you're old and you bump into him and they check it randomly. You know, I, I think here, that though. Here, here's but, what I'm saying. Listen, for the overall, for. I'm just going to say this. Let's just take Mississippi and take Tunica out of the equation, okay? From Tunica South, overall, besides fighting bio and besides a place down at Satarsha, the hunting has been average to below average, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, there hadn't been a lot of people killing ducks, but there's been certain ones that do kill ducks, and, buddy, they post it and let you know that they kill ducks. All I'm saying is watch yourself posting pictures on social media. They are these these guys are looking for these pictures. Well, I take I take J Paul's side on that. If they're doing it legally, do it. If they're not, it's their own fault. I mean, I'm not saying go kill them. You know, I mean, go out there and be illegal. But I mean, look, they do it the same thing for deer, and they do the same way for turkeys and everything else. I mean, they're in fish and everything else. I mean, look, game wardens. They know social media is where, I mean, it, it's social. That's what it is. So, yeah, they're going to be looking at some guy that's putting up pictures of crappie day in and day out. He's catching in Grenada and Sardis and, and Kentucky Lake and anywhere else because they're trying to they're trying to see. You know, I mean, it, it gets to a point where they're like, you know, where they're, they're sitting there telling themselves there's something to this. I agree with what you're saying, Rocky. It looks like, yeah, eventually they're going to be like, well, there's something to this because nobody around this guy is killing ducks. But guess what? This That's guy what I'm saying. Himself. Okay, well, but at that point, it's that guy's fault. I mean, <clears throat> I just said it's his fault. If he if he's dumb enough to do it, let him do it. I mean, That's what... yeah, but I know guys, look, I know, I know, I know a guy that has a place in Arkansas, and I've hunted there this year. And, you know, every time I've been there, we've shot a limited out. Every single time. But he doesn't do anything illegal. As a matter of fact, this is one of the most by-the-book guys that you could ever meet in your life. 
And when I say by the book, I mean, you know, just like we're talking about party hunting, when the dog brings back a duck, somebody claims it. If nobody claims it, it's a sign to somebody, and everybody's got their birds right there beside them. When you come in, they're separated, they're tagged. I mean, everything that they do, uh, you know, they wait till five minutes after legal shooting before they start. They're never hunting in the afternoon, so they don't have to worry about quitting time. But, you know, in, in the starting, it's, hey, you know, we're not going to shoot until we know um, that it's legal. But they limit out every single day. And, you know, he posts pictures. And I don't think he's too worried about being checked because he's doing everything right. If they do show up or they got me looking at him with a fine-tooth comb, you know, maybe – but maybe they're also going to have enough sense to go, wow, this guy's doing everything right. I mean, you can go on the on the property and you know that it's being managed for ducks. So, you know, I, I think the guy that needs to heed your advice right there is a guy that's a violator already. And as far as I'm concerned, if he's violating the hell with him, let him get caught. Yeah, I'm not I'm not encouraging someone to go to go violate game laws. I'm just saying if you're stupid enough to put it on social media you're stupid enough to accept the ticket or the jail time. I mean, that's just, just the way exactly, I look at it. Exactly. You know. Exactly. Um, I don't even want to know. give that guy any advice because if he's dumb enough to do it, hey, let him get caught. <laughs> he deserves yeah. to anyway because he's violating. You know. That's so, right. Yeah, I think that that's um, – I think that I, there's I, a Rocky, lot of – I know where I you're coming from. I think there's a lot of duck hunters out there right now that are – Get pissed off at me if you want to, but I think there's a lot of duck hunters out there right now that are in it for the freaking picture at the end of the Oh, month. that now there's no doubt. I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah, that, but, that's, but guys, there's a time when it's okay, too. I mean, this morning, the photo I sent you, three of us limited out. We killed six piece, 18 birds. But, I mean, I thought it was pretty cool because we killed drakes of six different species. To me, that was something worth posting. I thought it was cool. It wasn't about throwing numbers Ooh, up there. It's Josh, we didn't hurt. We, 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 we've hurt somebody's feelings today. Well, I didn't mean oh, really to hurt anybody's feelings. <laughs> <laughs> look, guys, I, I duck hunt every day. Look, I duck hunt every day. And praise the Lord, I've had a lot of dead gum success over the last several years, this year included. Take a look at my social media and see how often I put up pictures of a whole bunch of ducks. I hardly ever do. And, and I'm a that guy that true. really should That's be true. doing it. Yeah. I should no, be doing it because of what I do for a living. But no, sometimes, yep, thank you for acknowledging that, but sometimes, hey, a, a picture tells a story. It is cool. And, you know, it is a bunch of ducks. This morning was one of those times. That's all I'm saying. You know, just because a guy throws up, oh, and I agree with you, Rocky. I think that there are guys that are out there that, I mean, they're more interested in getting a pile of ducks for a picture than they're interested in the experience, and I think they are totally missing the boat. But don't hate no. on a guy because he does post a picture no, of himself with a limited ducks either. Maybe it derives from a little bit of jealousy because I hadn't killed crap hardly this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I wasn't going to say it, but yeah. Well. Yeah, shut up, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm, in, I'm in the same boat. I, look, I'm right there with you. We're we're paddling the same boat, buddy. <laughs> it, well, listen, it, I'm it, coming it, and getting in slow. your canoe, guys, because like um, I have for the last three years, 
I'm closing it out at Mossy Island Outfitters this weekend. So, you know, we'll all get to be together then. And, and uh, that's just something that we can talk about in our next podcast. Oh, God, the story's just going to come from this between you and Justin <laughs> Maloof and the guys from Florida and our group Facebook group message. This is going to be yeah, awesome. It's gonna be, yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Guys, I can't wait. It is It is going to be a lot of fun. But let me tell you, I know we got to wrap it up here, but I, I've enjoyed this a whole lot. I, I think we've got some pretty good stuff here. we got to find this retired fad and, uh, and come back again. And I'm going to be seeing both of you guys this weekend, but uh, until then, what are your closing thoughts, guys? I think mine's going to be, I, can, I, I know of a, a retired fed living out of Greenwood, Mississippi, and he is none other than the one that, uh, let me tell a quick little story before we close this out. Mr. Fed, a group of hunters went out on Christmas Day when <laughs> duck season used to close on Christmas. I, I know this. And <laughs> anyway, oh, that fed, that game warden's not going to check us on Christmas. And not going to say his name, but he came paddling up in a Santa Claus outfit singing, here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. <laughs> <laughs> he sure did. That, and look, a lot of people, uh, I mean, that's not just in, in that one specific area. I mean, that, that's a widely known story, and it is true, and it is hilarious. But yeah, yep, he's not, not going to catch us. He's at home with with Christmas yeah. at Christmas with his family. He let them have their fun, and then he came rowing up in a in a canoe, pier, or whatever it was, in a Santa Claus <laughs> hat or outfit, whatever. Hey, uh, that was that's, I mean, that's one of the best. That's one of the best stories I have ever heard. Um, it's but, true too. That's it's right. <laughs> Sounds more like the Grinch who sold Christmas than Santa Claus to me. <laughs> <laughs> but those guys were deserving. Hey, you know they were deserving. What about you, I'll Josh? Talk to what him. You got for I, but yeah, I'll talk to him. See if he'll come on. But go ahead, Josh. No, that that'd be a lot of fun. I mean, I just you know, like I said, yeah, there's a lot of things that we brought up today that we don't have valid answers for. I'd like to get them. Uh, I look forward to that. But uh, as far as closing thoughts on on this. I don't know. I'm, I'm going I'm to see if I can dig more into the possession limit stuff and find out some more because I'm curious. But other than that, I just enjoy this last week of season and, and hope that it finishes stronger than, than the rest of the season has been. Um, and I'll I'll be here when you get here, Jay Paul. Man, I can't wait to see. I'm coming down. I'm bringing – I'm bringing a whole bunch of gear with me, and and we're gonna. I got I got about two dozen hardcore shoveler decoys that I'll be bringing down to Rocky for us to deploy, and and you know so we can maybe post something on the on the American Shooter Shovelers Association page <laughs> this weekend. Speaking specifically, specifically <laughs> sought out Rocky when he said the word shoveler, and he said the word shoveler. And did you did you hear that? Hold on. Go, if you go back, if you go back and did you hear the action word that he said he was going to do with these shoveler decoys? I've never heard anything that sophisticated put, to, deploy, put together baby. with a shoveler. Do? He said deploy the shoveler yeah. decoys. Oh, yeah. What? Well, it's a, it's a you see the shovelers are getting sophisticated every day. More and more sophisticated. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Next thing you know, we're going to be throwing decoys out, raising a peaky in the air. <laughs> oh, look. Hey, before I quit here, so I also want to thank the folks at Hardcore Brands and Hardcore Decoys, uh, who also made it possible for me to bring a couple dozen shoveler decoys down there to hunt with you. Check them out at hardcore-brands.com. It's not easy being hardcore. Well, guys, man, I've really enjoyed this. I'm looking forward to seeing y'all. My last thing is, this morning I was in the, in, we were hunting out a layout blind, and we were waiting, uh, we, we were trying to, we were, I swear, this is a fact, we were trying to pick out a, a big, really, really pretty green-headed drake shoveler. I'm not making that up. So while we're sitting there looking, looking for a shoveler to come through, I opened up my blind bag, and, and I pulled out a bologna and cheese sandwich with lettuce and mayonnaise that I'd made this morning. And what's really cool is one of the guys that was at the house this morning, who I didn't even know listened to the uh, listened to the podcast, when he saw me put it in a Ziploc bag and throw it in my blind bag, he went, well, next time you record, are y'all going to tell him that was in your blind bag? So <laughs> I said, yeah, since you brought it up, I definitely have got to. So if you'd looked in my blind bag for food today, guys, you would have found uh, uh, good old crab bologna and American cheese uh, sandwich. And I'll be bringing something to pack while I'm down there. But anyway, we'll get together again this weekend at Mossy Island Outfitters, the, the studios there in Morgan City, and record. And until then, can't wait to see you guys. And thanks to everybody out there that's taking the time to listen to this edition of the On Next Podcast, powered by DuckSouth.com. <laughs>